Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox community. Thank you very much for being here. As always, I'm joined by the bros, the X1 Bros. First, it's Mr. McSpicy. Hello. Next, How's it going? it's Jordan the Man. Hello. And last but not least, I am X1. It has been a fabulous week of all things mm, gaming fabulous. and gaming related. It is a new month, which means we have a new Game Club Game of the Month. Our Game Club Game of the Month this month. <laughs> for May. For May is the dinosaur game. What's it called again? <laughs> <laughs> Second Extinction. <laughs> there you go. It's in early access, but it is a part of Game Pass. So it's an early access game in Game Pass. Go play it. It's actually really fun. It's Left for Dead, but with dinosaurs. Super fun with dinosaurs. Uh, I've not yet. I've not had. I downloaded it, but I've not yet had a chance. To I jump played into one it. round. I played as the sniper Australian cowboy guy. How is it? Is it as good as you thought it would be? Not as good. as Well, you I just it played be. like the explore the world, so I didn't play co op yeah. yet or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so I just ran around sniping raptors' heads off. That's cool. Good for yeah, you. That's you cool. know what? Good for you. Yeah. And every time I did it, I said, clever girl. Clever girl. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I think it'll be fun in co-op, so it'll be exciting to get a couple people in play. Yeah, I'd like to talk about what else you played this week, and that is Resident Evil 8. That came out today. It is here. Tell me about it, Jordan. Uh, where, does um, it, where does it lie in your so opinions? if... I, so we're only in May. So out of all the games that have come out this year up until now, I think this, as of right now, is my choice for game of the year. Really? Yeah, it's really really well done. It's that good. It's very well done. Wow. What makes it? What what did they, what did they do really well? Well, basically they Oops. Took, <laughs> yeah yeah they did that part <laughs> really good, especially on one character. No. Uh, Jordan was telling me. Jordan was telling me before the show, and he was telling me the things he liked. But about ten minutes of the twelve minutes of telling me was about the bosoms. Oh, really? Are they physics? Uh, no, no, no. There's just this one. Well, you guys know her. She's the lady from the trailer. She's yeah. the really big lady. Yeah, yeah. She's she's like a vampire style lady, right? And she's kind of like gross, but really attractive at the same time. And it kind of confuses you when you like, you know, you're kind of like, wow. Well, I could never be that repulsed and attractive. Yeah, it's to kinda, someone. At the it's same like, time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So how is it? How is it story wise and and feel wise? Because that's what appeals in the commercials, anyways. Or sorry, the trailers is this this brothers grim type of feel. Yeah, this well, fairy tale. The, the, set, the, the setting is really cool. So the when you first, so there's a lot of stuff that happens like right in the first five minutes of the game. Like it just hits you. So what's really nice is before you even load up the game, it asks you if you want a recap of Resident Evil 7, mm. and it, it shows you a recap of what happened. So you will benefit more from this game if you've played Resident Evil 7. Uh, if you've played any game previous to that, there's a lot of little Easter eggs, like different, you know, like they talk about the BSAA, which is from number five, okay. different things like that. Yeah. So... I would suggest watching the recap of the very. Up, should we pull up the trailer? Actually, I could. Yeah, yeah. Let's... Yeah, pull up the newest trailer. It's really, really good. Resident Evil. Just do Resident Village. Evil Village trailer four. So who are you playing as? You play as Ethan Winters, which is who you okay. played as in the in Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Oh, okay. And you like we like Ethan Winters. Yeah, no, correct? I think Ethan's a good character. I think I said this before when we were talking about it. I like Ethan because I think he's a player character. Like you can see yourself. In as Ethan, yeah. whereas when you play as as Chris and Leon and Claire and Jill, which are all great characters as well, they're kind of that superhuman action hero character. You yeah. know what I mean? Which I, I mean, some of us can probably see ourselves in them, but mo you know, but most of us cannot. But most of us cannot. <laughs> most, of us, most of us don't sprint on the treadmill like David does. You yeah. know, you know? that's right. That's right. So, 
So I think Ethan Winters is a good playable, good player character because I think you can relate to him. But so it continues. It takes place three years after number seven. Okay. So you continue as Ethan and his story. A lot of crazy stuff happens in the first 10 minutes of the game, and then you kind of get going into it, and there's a lot of good stuff. First thing that's really good is whether you have ray tracing. Okay, I should say I am playing from the Xbox Series X, okay. and my perspective is from that point. From It has ray tracing. Yeah, so whether you play with ray tracing on or off, I think this is one of the best-looking games out. Really? There. Yeah, this game is, even if you have ray tracing off, this game is incredibly good-looking. They use the RE engine, and they did some work on this game because it looks really good. It plays very stable. Um, I, I won't get into that stuff because there's a lot smarter people in the world that that do that for us. Like sure. Digital Foundry, they did a video on it, and it's really stable across all the platforms. Like they they, they they did a good job on this game. The setting I think is fantastic, which is a you start out in the village. Okay, makes sense. Once you get Your going, story checks out. Yeah, which is kind of a like you said a gothic. That's the gross girl. But not gross at the same time, you know. Yeah, Which like look vampire. what she did. You're like during look, that during that scene, you're kind of like, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I like this, but I don't. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those. So yeah. is this in-game footage that we're watching? Because yeah, that's that's in-game looks footage. Really good. Yeah, no, it's that's really good. And there's no cutting to cut scenes like it. Just like Resident Evil Seven, as you play out through the game, it seamlessly takes you into these story scenes or or cut scenes, if you will. They're cut scenes. Dang. It's really well done. There is, like I said, you'll benefit more if you play Resident Evil 7, but there is a recap that'll catch you up. And then there's a lot of little Easter eggs if you played some older games too. But going back to the setting, the setting, very cool, this gothic Brothers Grimm style setting, which yeah. I think is excellent. They they do this thing. So Resident Evil 7 was kind of like reminiscent of Resident Evil 1. You were in the mansion. Sure. Whereas in, Re- in Resident Evil 7, you were in the, the Baker's household, which is basically a mansion, and it was kind of tight corridors, you know, not very open space. In this game, it feels like they tried to meld the two together, because I would say it's, I don't want to use the term open world, but it kind of is an open world when you get to a certain point, because you can, it linear lin- linearly tells you where to go, but you can ex- essentially go back wherever you want to get different equipment, yeah. collectibles, treasures, stuff like that to to upgrade your your weapons and loadouts. So it's kind of open world. Like it's one big map and you can see everywhere you can go and you can go back and unlock different secret shortcuts, treasures, all that stuff. So it's really, it it's almost as if they're taking that, because oh, so the, the village part is very open. You can go on roofs of certain houses. You can weave in between the streets. But then you'll get to the castle, which is very close to the beginning as well. The castle's more of like the mansion feel, very tight okay. corridors. Yeah. You're inside. You don't feel like you can you know, spread out as much. So I think they're. it's almost like they're blending the two together, and they do it really well. It's a nice balance. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Mark before the show, I do feel like this one is a little bit more combat-focused <laughs> than number seven. I feel like number seven was more... It had more creepy psychological horror okay. to it. it. It was a little... I mean, there was still action in it yeah. with its boss fights and stuff, but I feel like it was a little bit slower paced, whereas this one, I feel like, is more action-oriented. It still has its slow spots, and there's still a lot of jump scares and some weird stuff going on, but it does feel more action-oriented, which, for me, is okay. I, I mean, I don't mind either one either way, as long as they do it right, yeah. because you get your shotgun like within the first five minutes. Now... For a player like me, that's very comforting because, you know, you want guns. 
and you want them quick. You want them quick. Yeah. So, but no, it's it's really well done. It looks good. The setting is cool. The story is presented to you, I think, very well. There's a mystery, especially if you've played number seven. There's a mystery about what's going on, and you don't know what's happening. And it makes you want to progress through the story, and it makes you want to read all the papers on the ground so you get little clues about what's going on and, and why it's happening and kind of makes you want to push forward to learn more about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've always done that. I think they always present that because they did this in number seven too. They present the story in a very cool way that keeps you moving forward to unravel the mystery. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, ray tracing. Do you, do you recommend to like, is there a big difference to, between having it on or off? Cause you said it's pretty both ways, but if you could, would you, you could choose in certain. So I think you can tell more when you put it side by side mm-hmm. as opposed to just switching back and forth. Cause you have to reset the game when you switch it. There are certain areas like the mansion, for example, where you can really notice the difference when ray tracing is on. Uh, the chrome of things seem shinier. The reflections on the marble, because the floor is all marble, the reflections on the marble floor seem a lot more vibrant. You can actually see the reflection of, let's say, a statue. You can actually, with ray tracing off, you just see like a light as a reflection, like a static reflection. Mm-hmm. But with ray tracing on, you can actually see the outline of the statue in the so reflection like the of the marble. Yeah, you can actually the light see source. the reflection. So, so yeah. there, is, there is a difference in certain areas. Now... I was watching the Digital Foundry breakdown of it. Now, going into this game, I thought it was... Um, it's, it's, so it's 60 frames 4K base on the Xbox Series X. Without ray tracing. Without ray tracing. Now, yeah. when ray tracing's turned on, I thought it dropped down to 40 frames. But 45. I, uh, 45. Because that's what it says. Yeah. And if you go in the settings, it says, uh, turn ray tracing on, and then it says 60, 45 frames. I mean, it says 45 frames. Well, on their on on their thing that they posted, it doesn't tell you what the frame rate is in the oh, settings. Okay, but gotcha. on their on their thing that they posted, Capcom's, it said it would be 45 frames. When I was watching Digital Foundry's video, they did ray tracing on, and it was still sh- playing at 60, 60 frames. So it's 4K, given it's checkerboard 4K, so it's not um, native, but it's yeah. still very clear. Yeah. Then you have 60 frames plus ray tracing. Now I think. If you turn on HDR and ray tracing, I think that's might be where it drops down. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I was under the impression that it was going to be 45 frames with ray tracing on. But from what I've watched on Digital Foundry and from what I can see, it's still like on Digital Foundry's video, when they have ray tracing on, it shows 60 frames and there is some dips down to like 50 ish mm-hmm. and then back up to 60 during like really intense things. But I mean, if if you can get 60 frames out of ray tracing on, I think that's the way to play it. Yeah, because in their analysis, everybody should go watch so the video. You, really play, you played it with both on and off. So in the demo, I played with it off, and then we did one demo with it on. When the full game released, I've strictly just played with it on. Oh, okay. Because I'd be curious at how big of a difference it is. Now, I I do want to get recordings of me doing the same thing with on and off and seeing the difference. But yeah. it's it's really good. If you've played Resident Evil Four, and you if you like Resident Evil Four and you like Resident Evil Seven, this game is for you. And I think this is probably a good game for newcomers to jump into because I do feel like it's a little bit more action oriented. Yeah. That's but good. It's it's really good. Their their switch to first person, I think, was one of the best decisions they ever made. It was excellent in number seven, and it's even more excellent here because when so like there's a scene where someone sticks out a gun at you 
and you can actually see down the barrel of the gun, like physically see down the barrel of the gun. Yeah, and it's, cool. it's quite, well, even this scene right here, the trailer we're watching, yeah. when she licks your blood, it's very... <laughs> <laughs> Way more immersive. Uh, <laughs> it's it really, no, yeah, the switch to first person, I think was an excellent choice. And I, I like what they're doing with it. As of right now, I mean, we still got a long year to go and we got a lot of good games coming out. But as of right now, it's it's my game of the year. Yeah, that's cool. That, I mean, it it's this is a game I told you because... Jordan and I were talking earlier, and I said I th- I'm going to play this with my wife. This is that type of that type of game for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to another game that dropped today, uh, Outlaw Hood. It's Hood Legends Outlaws and Outlaws and, and Legends Legends and Outlaws. Now that dropped today, we've purchased it. The big question, though, do we like it? Have we played it, Mister McSpicy? Oh uh, yeah. This is where I think you come in and tell us your thoughts on Let me switch Hood Outlaws game. and Legends. Yeah. Now this is the for those of you that don't know, go watch the trailer. This is like payday, medieval payday. If you're familiar with payday. That's a really good way to put it. Uh with with PVP more focused than than that one. This one you have two teams of four going in to steal a chest of gold. Uh, you you have different abilities with different characters. You have uh, I think I think his name's Robin. He's like your spotter and range bow person. You ha- is it Meredith? I can't remember her name. Meredith. She- Meredith. She's like your assassin. You have a brute guy that can open doors that other people can't John. open. Yeah, yeah. You have uh, you have a whole bunch of different um, heroic abilities with different characters that all play a role. Um, so you can, if you all have different characters, you can be the same character. We can all be Robins if we wanted to, um, which is the person with the arch or with the, uh, with the bow. But if you all have different abilities, um, it makes transvert traversing (laughs) the, the map a lot better because you can go where normally you can do shortcuts, things like that. Sure. Also how the game works is once you get the chest, you have to find a key, from some guy on the map, uh, the sheriff, and then you have to go steal, open up the vault, and then you have to steal the chest, and then you have to take the chest out of the city, and you have to load it on on something. You basically have to do a, a mini game to extract the chest. Doing so, different characters can do parts of that easier than others. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's a very... So they're really trying to get you to have a balanced team. Balanced team and a lot of co-op. That's what this game is uh, entirely about. I played I played a, an hour plus. I mean, the game just released today. It's actually not technically released, but if you buy the pre-order version, you can play it now. Okay. Yeah, it's not released, but if you buy it, you can play it. Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. It's really and it released weird. today, so um, I would, uh, before I give like hard numbers and a hard review on it, I want to definitely play a lot more. Um, Jordan was telling me earlier that, that he was having some networking issues, and earlier today, when I played, it was seamless. I found a game within two seconds and joined in. And uh, the games that I played, people had their mics, and oh, it was yeah. very cool, very enjoyable. Did yeah. you talk to him? Uh huh. Yeah, it was. It was a really. Did good you talk time. to him with like an accent? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over there. 
Uh, I, I did not. I talked about it. I used my spicy So voice. this, the reason this game is making some waves is because the concept is really yeah. cool. The way they present it is really cool. The problem with concepts is when they come to reality and you actually get to play it, it's not... Sometimes it's not what was portrayed. Is that the case here, or is it is it what you expected? No, it's it's actually pretty close to what they showed. What you do, uh, my concern that I have is I hope it doesn't go the way of Evolve did, where that was that's similar in it, you had a monster and then four players versus a monster, and you go and you all have different kind of abilities to track down the monster. Yeah, my fear is it might be like that. And that game died off after about like two weeks. Yeah. Um, what I do like about this game is the price point. It's only twenty five bucks. After going through the the, it's like payday where you can upgrade your your home, your heist. What do they call that? Your the headquarters. Camp. Yeah, the camp. You have a training zone, stuff like that. You can. There's a lot of things in that that you can get different outfits by unlocking them with XP that you get from the game. The gold provides, you know, heisting stuff. So you can upgrade all that stuff as you play. Very kind of similar to Payday. Um, I, I, so my concern, like I said, was if it goes the way of Evolve, that would be disappointing. But I do like the price point a lot. If it was a $60 game, I would not like this game nearly as much. So what is the price point on this game? $24.95. Mm, that's nice. $24.95. Yeah, that's nice. The tax. Now, is this going to be a seasonal game? By I, the see, way, I set up set like it up? that. It, yeah. They totally could. Uh, the things that I was looking at that you can unlock are skins, different bows. They have uh, red bows, ivory bows. They have you know, diff crimson bows. Um, outfits they have outfits outfits some of the outfits are pretty dang cool that you can just naturally unlock the game is set up to even I could see them doing season passes I could too yeah uh, obviously I don't well I don't know if they're doing that or not I could I, I don't know if they've announced the devs have announced that or not I, I could be wrong if they do or not but it could it could very well do so and I think it would be a mistake not, not to do to, that yeah. uh, because I feel as though they are a little limited in um, just what they have on the carrot on the stick at this point. Sure, That's why I, my fear is it's fun now, but in two weeks, is it still going to be fun? What's yeah. the staying power of this game? Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting because I, I think this game is set up to where, of course, you can add more characters, which would completely change the dynamic of the game. Sure. It, yeah. With this style of game. You can add more maps. Which, which will make things more interesting. Each character has perks that you can unlock as well as you level up. It's kind of set up like, uh, uh, what's that one game where you shoot people? Uh, <laughs> oh, that call, one. Call, call of Duty. You know how Call <laughs> of Duty has three perk slots? Yeah. Uh, this game has, each character has three perk slots, and perk one has X amount of perks, perk two, and you can choose three perks. You have to unlock them by progressing True. your character. So there's, I mean, you could add more there. It's really, I think this, if, I think the way this game will stay relevant is how they handle their characters and how they mm -hmm. adjust and balance their characters because this game is more fun when you have a team of separate characters that each have their own uh, perks strengths, and abilities, yeah, strengths, strengths that yeah. they can bring. Like, for example, uh, the game I was playing earlier, uh, I was John, and the guy told me to grab the chest because 
John carries the chest faster he's than the other three. Yeah. Like he's a big guy. So it's it's more beneficial for me to carry the chest than Robin because I can run to the extract faster. And what their Robin did is they just uh they just stood up in the tower. I, I forget what we were on like a castle level. I forget what but anyway, he was up in a tower and he was shooting down the enemies, essentially covering us while we escaped. Yeah, like and he can and he can spot them too yeah, exactly, and let you know yeah. where they are. Super the, Cool. Then That's there's like there's a there's a support character that can heal us. I I used him in the tutorial, but I didn't get to use or I didn't see him use his abilities when I was playing with real people. So I mean, but as long basically, I don't want this game to be like oh, there's gonna be four Robins on each team because he's by far the best character to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they need to have their strengths and weaknesses, so then you get the variety. I think depending on how they handle their characters, I think depends on how. The longevity of this game sure but i do agree i think it's a very interesting game after playing it i want to play more the strength of this game also is how much fun it is when you have a team that yeah. you're talking to mm-hmm. and like so i was just in public matches i wasn't playing with jordan earlier and the, the people that i played with had mics and we had a great time it was actually very very fun i can see this being challenging to enjoy the game as much if you had no mic and if you were alone, because it is a co-op game, yeah. it's, a, it's essentially a co-op game with friends, people, you know, this game can be extremely fun and is, a really good time. Is there a decent ping system? I couldn't see. Oh, ping. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about latency. latency. Uh, yes, it's the left bumper. Okay, and but so, it, but is it any good or is it just? Uh, yeah, the it's it's basically kind of like Apex. Mm. You hold it down, you can change what you say. Uh, if you just tap it, it automatically does what you're looking at. So, for example, uh, I I was I played Robin the whole time. I actually really like that character. He's the bow character. Mm. He's your, your spotter, telling you know warning about what's coming close and stuff. And so I would go up on top of like the roof, and I would point out to my teammates, "There's a dude there. There's a dude there. There's a dude there." And just like Assassin's Creed, they are highlighted to the teammates, and then they can basically forever see them. So you're, and th- these are the NPCs. So um, that's how that's how I would say the ping system works. It's really good. I mean, it's Apex ping. Thank goodness for Apex for making that ping system because yeah, now all no, games are starting true. to do that. It's true. Um, but it's, I think it's a fun game. I didn't have connectivity issues, which I, I've seen other people have some, but I mean, the game is launched today, so it's definitely multiplayer focused. Sure. So yeah, don't go in with a single player mindset. Uh, 100%. Yeah. There's, there's no single player. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a $25 game. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's no campaign. It's just, it's payday. If you were Robin Hood. Yeah. It's a gr- I, I, I think it's a great game. My concerns, like I mentioned, are the longevity of it. And I think if they handle it right, this could be a really fun game to play with your friends over weekends. I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't think it's going to replace my other games. Like, I don't think it's going to replace my rogue, you know, company. I don't think it's going to replace my Apex. I don't think it's going to replace those. But I can see it being let's you know what? Let's play this game tonight. With yeah. my friends. Yeah, I can see that. Well, kind of well what's really going to be interesting, so when I played, so I played the tutorial and then I played one real match and we destroyed the people we played. But what's going to be really interesting is once you get into, because it's that PVP aspects that makes it interesting because mm-hmm. you're focused on the PVE part of it to like get your stuff, but you always got to remember that there's another team trying to race you to that that yeah. loot. Correct. 
but I think once everybody, basically what I'm saying is when you get into a good match, like a good PVP match, I think it's really going to be quite fun. Once everybody starts to learn characters and get perks and stuff, it, it's really going to, cause like, like today we just steamrolled some people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think well, they, yeah, we, that's, uh, but if, everybody's still learning. If they have like a competitive league, like an actual league for, which I could see them adding competitive it, down the road. You totally. Know? This, this is meant for it's PVP. It's a co-op PVP game. So I would not, I would recommend not, not doing it. Well, yeah. You should have that in a game, right? Yeah. Like a league specifically for try harding. Yeah. Not yeah. just, you know, getting XP. Well, the thing is just having, just adding ranked to a game makes such a huge difference because it gives you, if battle, if your battle pass is done, something to strive for. It gives you something to strive for. You, you're not dependent on, oh, just cosmetics, right? You're dependent on actual skill. Yeah. And not every game can can do that, obviously. But well, and when then, you can, you should. And then what games do? I think Apex does this, but there's rank specific rewards. So like in Apex, if you reach a certain rank, you get a certain weapon charm. Yeah, which is really cool. So anyway, yeah, on that note, guys, I'm ready to rank up in Rogue Company. Baby. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. close, right? You're I'm almost thirty. Get there this weekend. That's my goal. Awesome. My goal. My downtime plan this weekend. Sh- rank mode to rank. changes everything. It makes people not leave matches. Yeah. yeah, and that is a big deal when it's four versus four. Yeah, because wins matter. It's by win. Yeah. Now, and you were explaining this before. Let's review this real quick. In fact, let's pull up Rogue Company and while we're talking oh, about okay. it. Company. Well. So I, but uh, I want more time. So just just to TLDR this. I want more time with this game to make sure I like it. But yeah. so far, after the day that I've had playing it, I think it has potential. Well, it seems. I mean, just the concept seems really cool. Yeah. All um, right, let's pull up uh, Rogue Company. Yeah, so right? Rogue Company, I'm really enjoying. Season 2 is coming out this next week, so that's going to be a blast. Um, their emotes and stuff, their store is really good. Their Battle Pass, not as good. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't well, think. Battle Pass is subjective, right? Yeah. Because I really well, like, so I like the, the money skin. Well, so is the store, but the store, every day I want to buy something yeah. in there. But I like They're, the money hey, skin on the Battle Pass. And well, I don't have and that the, feeling and I like, on the Battle Pass. They I like the Scorch more, skin. They need to just take... Two or three items from their store and move it over to the battle pack. Yeah, no, I see that. But they did have a couple good items in it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I got the scorch skin. Yeah, scorch skin's cool. Scorch is cool. Well, to think about their perspective, though. Don't you want people spending money on the higher cost items? I mean, I bought it. (laughs) I know. That's the thing. I mean, I'm buying them. I have spent a lot of money on this game. They're taking the Fortnite approach. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, though. So this ranked mode, I'm going to be I'm going to reach ranked here this weekend. And I'm not a ranked person. The only ladders I ever did was StarCraft. Star, uh, yeah, okay. StarCraft 2, actually. 1v1s. Yeah. It will desert people like crazy. <laughs> but um, GLHF, no rush, five men. <laughs> oh, and I did Halo 5, I did Halo 5 as well. Uh, but but Rogue Company is based on wins. You rank up or rank down solely on whether or not your team wins. That seems short-sighted to, to me. Like, it should be... I should go up by by my contribution but you were explaining to me spicy earlier that that's problematic yeah how do you value your contribution and that's the whole i mean there's a huge discussion and debate with overwatch because overwatch leveling ranking is not based on win loss yeah but overwatch bends you over though i mean like so but that's why people don't dislike <laughs> that the how well did you play as that character versus your win loss? I think, and especially a win loss. The reason they do that is a win loss on team games. Sometimes it's not your fault, but you still get the loss. 
Yeah. But it's simple. When what Overwatch does, their algorithm, I don't know how it works, <laughs> but it is dumb. <laughs> you win, you get one SR point. You lose, you lose 70. Yeah, it's it's like it's bad. It's like holy sh- wow. What and happened here? You are like you look at the stats and details, you have you have four or five star, you know, gold stars and everything. You have a, all that yet you lost and you tanked all that SR. Yeah. I don't know what it is, well, but that's also, why people complain that they're in ELO hell so much in Overwatch because it's not based on a win loss. Do you think if Overwatch like locks your league loss, it would be better? For example, if you hit Silver League, you can't drop out of Silver League. I actually think so. I think Hearthstone, I think Apex does that too. So don't they? Hearthstone does that, mm-hmm. and I think it is one of the best versions of like a ranking system ever the problem with hearthstone is though it's a single player game it makes it much more simple the win loss yeah so apex i think locks you into a league minus like diamond and predator league i think there's like a skill decay which makes sense at because that at that point you're top 500 you know what i mean so you have to so but i think in like your lower leagues working yourself i think a league lock i guess is what it would be called so the league lock, but the I thing actually is, agree. Is I've won all 10 placement matches, and I've lost all 10 placement matches, and it puts me in the same spot. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't know it's what they're... Here. Yeah, I don't know. talking about Overwatch. There's, yeah, there's one, there was one season, I think it was like season four or five, way back when. I won nine out of my 10. I got 2,500. Yeah. Very next season, I lost all 10 because I just wanted to get to it. 2,400. Like it was just, I was like, I'm in the same spot. Yeah. It was, it's, it's weird. It's an interesting... Yeah. It's an interesting concept to think about. I mean, think of what the developers have to think figure about. out because you're not just figuring out a solo game. A solo game's easy, like Hearthstone. I think that's the best. I think that's the best. I actually agree. I think StarCraft Two is really good too. How they do it, basically, win lost. You win, you get SR points. You lose, you lose SR points, and it's just just how it is. Hearthstone, they lock it. So if you're in Bronze League ten. If you make it to Bronze Lake 5, you can't go past 5. If you make it to Silver 10, you're locked at 10, and they do it by 10-5, 10-5, 10-5, all the way up to Legendary. And in Legendary, you stay in Legendary. It just puts you at like the bottom of the pack. It's, it's actually a really good way to do that. And at the next season, the next month, they give you bonus stars. If you win a match, you get additional. It starts everyone back at bronze. Mm-hmm. But for those that were in legendary or in diamond, if you win a match, you get an additional 10 stars, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it bumps you. You win one game. It bumps you to like s- silver just by winning one. So it forces yeah. you forward way faster than skill levels of other people that are way behind you. Well, and well, and the reason it works in Hearthstone is because so stars is you get when you get a win you get a star when you get three stars you go up a rank. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and then uh, you know, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Yeah, all the way up. You know, but what it does is it basically like for example, let's like say you make it to Gold League, and like Mark said, it basically registers. Okay, this person was in Gold League, so we'll give them a boost to get back to Gold League first because that's where they quote unquote belong. Yeah, you know, and it's actually a really good system because then they don't have to spend weeks working through the ladders they obviously don't belong in, and they can kind of boost up to where they belong. Yeah, right? So Loyal Doyle, so yeah, that because that's my concern. So how do you balance it? Loyal Doyle in chat says in a team game it should be based on your personal contribution, uh, even if your team loses, and that's a difficulty. So that's the problem. So a lot of complaints with Overwatch. That's what they do. They do it. 
not just on your personal contribution. It's your personal contribution according to your character. The hard part about so if you're so if you're in a highly play a character with a really good players, is that what they're basing it off the community pool? So it's like so if you're a mercy, which is a healer, obviously you're not going to be doing damage. Yeah, you're going to be healing. So it's going to base it off of you healing. The problem with that is it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's extremely complicated. The developers, Blizzard, is trying probably very hard to make it work, but they're introducing so many variables into that algorithm that determines whether where you should be. So if they just went back to win-loss... Would it on a team game, I don't know how you would. Well, it's it, there's so many. Very, it's so win loss is very simple in a team game. Because let's say you have like let's take Rogue Company because it's only four players. Let's say you have four players on comms. You're all friends. You're playing. The win loss makes sense because as a team, you guys are communicating, yeah. and doing your yeah. thing. When you get into personal contribution, which would be nice in some scenarios, it's hard because, for example. This person planted the bomb, but this person got four kills to protect that bomb. Who gets more XP? You know what I mean? And if you put yeah. a number on it, okay, bombs worth 10 XP. Well, and then you kills are worth 20 XP. Well, you'd have no to, one's going to plant bombs. Also, Everybody's going like to go for it. You know what I mean? Nobody knows what it, what is their algorithm because you'd have to hide their algorithm, or, or people could try. Well, to Well, that's gain, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can't tell them the XP because if you whereas get, you can say win loss, you're only yeah it doesn't change the game for anybody. Because like I said, if if you give 10 XP for the bomb but 15 xp for kills no one's gonna plant and it's gonna turn into team deathmatch so let me which ask, is frustrating me, all on its own let me you ask know, you this so my my i'm i'm four levels away from being able to do ranked mm-hmm. in row company that's why this yeah, ranked, dis- yeah. discussion came up and where we've played together yeah where you guys have played ranked where do you think right now today no practice just where we're at where do we fall in the ranked <laughs> rogue company verse i don't know what does it go bronze silver gold low silver High bronze. <laughs> it's usually where I belong. Yeah, we're probably. I'll put that's it in a percentile. <laughs> well, we're probably seventy-five percentile. Mid silver at the best. That's where we Maybe usually 80%. end up. Maybe eighty We're we're, a, we're okay. Our win loss ratio, I say, is pretty decent. Yeah, I mean we're okay. In, I mean we're the not problem, we're not stupid. The problem yeah, is not, is a lot we're of the not losers. Yeah, the problem <laughs> let's is be, let's be honest with ourselves. The problem is a lot of the games were down a man, so we can't really tell. You know that is true. Yeah, no, I, like I I I like the appeal of personal contribution, and and I think there's times when it would be beneficial, but I just think from a algorithmic standpoint, I guess it that is super difficult okay. to because even going back to Overwatch or even Rogue Company. Um, Saint is a support character. How do you measure a support character compared to a Scorch, right? Yeah. Scorch, Scorch isn't necessarily going to plant the bomb. You, you'll want your Anvil to plant the bomb. You'll want your Scorch to go out and attack, and you'll want your Saint to support. How do you determine who gives the most? Yeah, do, well, you know, it, what it, makes it challenging is objective-based games. Yeah. And Or there's another point. It, like if you take Overwatch for example, if I play the objective the whole time and Mark runs around the entire map and he gets a hundred kills, who technically did better? Because I was on the objective, which won us the game, but Mark got a hundred kills, which kept the enemies which off let, the objective. What let him do that? Yes, yeah, so exactly. So it's it's, it's 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 it's. I just think uh, it's. I get why developers do win loss because it's much simpler. I, I see the appeal to personal, um, contribution. I just I, it's hard. You know. Yeah. Anyways, well, I'm hitting rank mode. I'm hitting. I'm rank, really proud uh, of you. Rank mode is so much more fun. I wanna, People don't leave. I want to play. I want to. I want to rank up high guys. Let's and be a team. Let's be a team. 
Let's train. And, and let's they rank don't it do up. stupid things. They play the objective for the most part in yeah. ranked. Instead of just running around doing stuff, we plant the objective and then everyone posts up at a different angle. Yeah. Even in pub matches. It's, yeah, it was it's really awesome. well done. Well, and once we get in, like, your composition matters once you get into, uh, it's like, okay, let's have edema for this. Let's do this. You know what I mean? It's, it's really yeah. Healer, it's DPS, tank. Well, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Let's, let's jump. We have to talk about Xbox this week. FPS boost. They're, yeah. they're just crushing it, dude. They're so, crushing it. So FPS boost on 74. I think it was 74. Jordan, you got to get. You, oh, yeah, because I can't touch this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I can order break. one. That's $35. Okay, we'll order one. Okay. I liked how he was caressing his mic, yeah. though. He's so, like, yeah. uh, so yeah, FPS so, boost on so how it is. Yeah. on 74 more games, which basically means if an older game, or any game for that matter, was previously locked at like 30 frames, you can now enable FPS boost, which will bring it up to 60 frames, and in some cases, 120. Yeah. yeah which is very cool. It's super easy to enable. You actually do have to enable it, so you go to the game that has it enabled you hit the start button you go to manage game and then there's going to be uh, a button on the left side that says i, I forget what it says an optional options you want me to pull it up yeah, you can pull it up. anyway yeah. it, basically you go into that you'll see it it's in your manage game section and you 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 enable it you enable fps boost or the other one auto hdr yeah very that cool. works so did you go back too. and do that to any games i think Test battlefield it? 5 was what oh nice. one of them there's there's a whole list. There's a ton of them. All the Assassin's Creeds are on there now. I think Battlefield Five was on there. If you go over to XboxLive.com, it'll have the whole list of them. But I think FPS Boost is a really excellent feature, especially combining that with Game Pass, because now a bunch of games that are in Game Pass, you can now go back and play at 60 and in some cases 120 frames. Yeah, which makes a difference. Don't so it's not it. enabled by default. Correct. Correct. Yes, you have to go into manage game and hit enable FPS boost. Okay. So, which is very cool. And then in addition to that, this week they added a bunch of new Game Pass Ultimate perks, yeah. which not a lot of people talk about, but we're going to talk about it because there's some good ones. If you go to the store and go to perks and you're a Game Pass Ultimate member, you can claim these. That's actually how we got boosted up to level 20 in uh, Rogue Company Season Pass because that was one of the perks. You get boosted up so many levels. This week, they have a ton of cool ones. The one that stood out to me was Apex. So with the launch of the new season and because it was May 4th this week, oh. they did weapon charms that were the Imperial Helmet and then I think a Stormtrooper Oh, helmet. that's cool. So, but you have to go in and claim it. It's still available. So be sure to go in and claim those while you're looking for all your, your new FPS those are like games. Those are like nice treasure finds when you finally discover... Uh, game Pass perks, and yeah. you've never looked at them before, and you're like, Ooh. "Well, they're they're <laughs> yeah. well, they're really good." And I've 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 noticed uh, on Major Nelson's like weekly Xbox thing that he does, it's like a five minute thing that he does each week, five to ten minutes. He's been going in and and telling people about it. I wish they kind of put it more front and center because right now it's in the store off to the right on a small button. Yep. I think it'd be cool if they use it as well. Anyway, because it's it's a super great feature. I think Spellbreak is in there, so if you're a Spellbreak fan, Apex, like I said, last month Rogue Company was in there. It's it's really good. Very cool. Very cool. That brings us to the next segment of our show. This is the segment of the show where we take your questions. I like your, I like your notes, David. <laughs> Just for the record, I think David added those last I two. Oh. I did. I did. <laughs> oh man, in the show notes, David wrote I something you guys very special. I what, if, what if we well, just like said I'm it? Oh, to, go I'm, ahead, checking, I'm starting to check off things, and then um, 
I can't check those off. <laughs> <laughs> well, should, yeah, that's your notes are funny, David. You're uh, funny, guys. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Uh, AOG Wardog writes in and says, "Hey, bros, Wardog here. It's been a bit since I wrote in. As we draw near a reveal for Battle for Battlefield Six, yeah, we've big been rumors. getting a lot of leaks and rumors for features and settings for the game. Some seem credible and others do not. My question for you guys: What would you guys like to see for this next game? Anything from Battlefield Five? Perhaps some features from Hardline or Battlefield 1. As always, bros, keep up the awesome work. Jordan, start with you. Yeah, Battle, this is exciting. They have they have basically almost almost all of their studios working on this game. Yeah. They got uh, Dice LA, which is the Vince Zampelli. He was the old respawn head. He's yep. heading up that studio working on it. You got the main Dice studio. I think you have Criterion <laughs> that was announced last week that is working on stuff. I mean, I, I think they're putting all their eggs in one basket here because Battlefield Five, if we're 100% honest, did not go all that well. No. There was a lot of ups and downs. I think the game overall was a, a decent game. I think it... <laughs> I think... I think they made a few... They made a couple good steps forward and then they took a couple steps back. But um, I think they've... Hopefully, I really hope they have. I think they've learned well, from those mistakes. The thing is, when Battlefield is hitting, even Battlefield Five, when it's hitting on all cylinders, mm -hmm. there is no game like it. It is oh yeah a yeah. blast. I think the problem was it just didn't it didn't have that like like Warzone had more of a fun sandbox feel than Battlefield did, and that's what Battlefield is known for. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly, and. But, but so and then they come out with like really awesome like the Pacific that was awesome I think it was right was it right before Christmas or right after Christmas we got the Pacific yeah it was a high the game was in a good spot then they went and hosed us and did all those DPS changes on the weapons which screwed it up like, the and then and then they reverted that three weeks later well it was my just, problem yeah. with the Pacific though is it becomes a one trick pony you and you need a little bit more than that like in Pacific there's one good map I you're you're gonna need more than that yeah in order to do it I do th do you think what is the best game mode in Battlefield? Conquest. I agree, Conquest. Yeah, that's what that's, it's designed for. Rush, I do think, is a fun alternative. Yeah, it's like attack defense. But I do think Conquest is what the game is built and around. So why not strip it back and just go back to That's what I think Conquest. they should that's what I think they should do. I, yeah, that's I think they too. should launch I think they should launch with large scale conquest, which is like the big I don't know their player numbers. There's been rumors of a hundred versus a hundred. Uh, coming out for the next one, I think fifty v fifty is kind of a good battlefield sweet spot. Yeah, um, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll see how it works out. What was Battlefield two thirty? Uh, all the way up until I think we got to the Xbox One X. I think was on console. It was like thirty two versus thirty two, and then I think because there's a point where it becomes too much and you can't, you don't have an effect on the battlefield. The battle's too big. Yeah. It becomes a war. That, well, I think that, that's, I've been I think saying that's the appeal that for a while, and that also it's a you know it's a plus and minus. Yeah, but it is disheartening to do to play really well and have it affect nothing. Mm. That's yeah. the only problem. Although when you go to Battlefield, that's what you're playing. There's not too many games like that. Yeah, the thing, the the give and take there is the trade off, if you will. The trade off is. The experience of the battlefield, if everybody's in there, everybody's playing, it's great. It's cool. It's a cool experience. The sounds, the sights, what's happening. The destruction. It's a real battlefield. But love is a battlefield. But I feel like I feel like there's a sweet spot that they've, you know, strip it back. Well, what I what I think they should do is this is the game mode list that you should have. Because I don't think I'm not going to play Battlefield to play Team Deathmatch. 
You, okay. you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's like you said, you're going to battlefield for a reason. You yeah. know. That's so I think you have large scale conquest, which is usually what they always have because that's the main game mode. Whatever number you want, whatever that's fine. I think you have the same type of numbers for a rush game mode, and then I think you have what is it called? Squad conquest, which is conquest but smaller scale. So I think yep. it's only like twenty v twenty. Or something like that. I don't think you flood the game with a bunch of different game modes. I think you get rid of grand operations. The they were in Battlefield Five. Some people think they're cool. I think the idea of them is cool. I don't think they really work. I'd rather just go into the game and and, and go on. You know, grand operations is where you start on like a battleship. Well, no, you start in a map and like it's rush, and then you complete that map, oh, and then yeah, you yeah. go to the next map, and yeah. it's conquest, and then you go to the like. I also well, also people don't have an hour and thirty minutes per game session. Yeah. Yes. Well. That's what you're getting with Battlefield. Though. You're getting those big game modes. Yeah. yeah. You're, uh, well, I think I think it's like it's like like. Oh. When, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go for it. Drew. I was gonna say like when you play League of Legends, you're not expecting to play a 10 minute match. You know what I mean? I think it's that same. Yeah. No, I agree with. I think strip concept. it back. Spicy. Anything to add? To <laughs> yeah. Play? Well, there was. There. Yeah. I know what your game mode you're talking about. The ones that just don't end. Yeah. I mean, we get that. In, we get that in Battlefront too. You know how? What was the Battlefront one? Oh, where you, galactic, galactic, yeah. where you'd go and back goes, up and then go back and down go, and oh go back gosh. up and go back down, and the, you're two hours in, and it's just a. It's Which a I guess. I mean, I guess you're they like, do have just finished this <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, so, but no, what I really want to see with Battlefield Five or Six or Tell where are we at Six? Yes, yeah, Six. Yeah, whatever six. this one 5. is. Five point seven. Yeah, whatever this one is. I think Modern Combat is the best setting for Battlefield 100% because then you have I think that's where you hit your stride the attack helicopters the jets the web, the vehicles yeah. I think you actually let's be honest in World War 2 you had tanks we didn't really have that much to counter tanks back then that's why they were <laughs> dominant on the field you had the plungers yeah, yeah which were cool plungers, <laughs> that's right <laughs> but the bomb plunger yeah but I I think modern combat is best because I think it's easier everything has a counter which is good in a Battlefield game. I think, I don't know, I just feel the maps are a lot better. Like in Battlefield 4, when you had the Levolutions and the Skyscraper fell down, I think that stuff was cool. I basically want a refined and perfected no, I don't Battlefield want, 4. I don't want Levolutions. I think Levolutions were cool. No, I don't want Levolutions. I don't mind building destruction. I don't want Levolutions. Why not? Give me one good reason. Because I think, you don't have one. I think Battlefield 4 sucked because of it. No, I think Battlefield no, had other reasons. Of other reasons. No, I think Levolutions was one of For the, the best. first year because Levolutions you had to do stuff to to Levolution. No, the thing, yeah, but right? I don't want that. I want it stripped back. When I say stripped back, I want it stripped back. Baby. No, I think I think Levolutions are cool. I would rather have Levolutions than Behemoths from yeah. Battlefield One. I agree with that. Yeah. Because with a Levolution, you can change the map, but it's still fair for both teams. Also, in modern in modern combat, what counters a nuke? <laughs> Hey, look! If you, I, know, I know it does. I know it does. Oh, go ahead. Jack Bauer. Yeah. If you, <laughs> Jack I mean, Bauer counters a nuke. Uh, He's it, counted it many in, times. In modern, in modern warfare, I don't know if you could do that in Battlefield because I think it's much easier to get thirty kills in Battlefield than it is in yeah. like, Call of Duty. Let's say if you get three hundred kills, you can nuke the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Because uh, when someone gets a nuke in modern warfare, you're like, well. I guess we he deserved play, it. Play the next game. Yeah. <laughs> well, he deserved it. <laughs> so spicy. Anything to add? Take away from uh, what you would do at a Battlefield Six? Yeah, uh, I would perfect. <laughs> okay, let's use that word. I would perfect the class system. I don't like overlaps. Yeah, uh, in abilities, uh, I wanna. I want very specific counters for each 
kind of scenario. Oh, yeah. And I want your team to be able to be balanced. I don't want everybody being able to just be pure DPS. Well, yeah. specific play styles. Well, see, yeah. and that's that's what was so great about Battle... As Battlefield 4 stands right now, I think it's one of the best Battlefield game out there. Because, first of all, everything's fixed. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was a big so there's deal. So the there's the whole, when you shoot someone, they actually die now. But the classes, an assault yeah. was an assault, an engineer was an engineer against, against tanks, a sniper yeah. was a sniper, you know what I mean? The, yeah. And they, they had... I, I agree with you. I think one class should be anti-vehicle. Correct. One class should be a, a soldier killer. The one sniper should be, should be, yeah, which is essentially your sniper with yeah. your flares and stuff. And then that's what was, it. What was the other one? Yeah, three. Do we just need three? Let's just need, we just need. Oh, three. there was the heavy who gave ammo. Yeah. Which actually, that's a falls under another support. Anyway, yeah, I just think a perfected Battlefield Four is what I want. I do think if they don't go modern combat, I'm just throwing this out there. If they don't go modern combat, I do think it's a huge missed opportunity. No, I think we'll come back to present day, whatever yeah. it is, right? Great question. Thank you very much, AOG, for writing in. Appreciate it. Super Sharker. Super Shark. There's so many supers. Sorry, Super <laughs> Shark. Super Shark writes in and says, Video Game Brothers, if Xbox is Netflix, then Sony has got to be Blockbuster, right? <laughs> it seems PlayStation is on the ropes. If you were in charge of, of a Sony strategy to counter Game Pass and all the glory that is Xbox, what would you do? My Crystal Ball says, Game Developer, uh, is this Sega all over again? Question mark. Uh, Super Shark. Super Shark, thank you very much for that question. Um, I mean, so people listening right now that are PlayStation fans are saying, it's not over. I don't think that's what Super Shark is saying. I think what he's saying is, if they don't do something, the way that the industry is going, you know, Sega dropped their Dreamcast out of nowhere and dropped out of the sky. And the Dreamcast Microsoft, is If Microsoft is Netflix, Sony has to become Amazon Prime. I mean, that's just that's just the reality. If that's the way that it's going, I think, I think they will. Yeah, I, I don't. Do no, I think look, look, Sony's not hurting. That's that's no, for yeah. that's for for darn tootin'. But uh, I think I don't know. They're working. I mean, you can say. I mean, look, Microsoft took years to implement this. You yeah. know what I mean? I remember when Game Pass first came out. What do we have? Like twenty games? A hundred. Oh, did we have a hundred? We had a hundred, but but it just, like, like just like Netflix was like the <laughs> home like videos. Eighty of them sucked, <laughs> and, and, and then, yeah, like, and there was a twenty twenty twelve. It was just like all everybody's home videos on there. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't any good movies or shows so, or anything. I mean, Microsoft has put a lot of time and effort into this. I think Sony is starting to do stuff like this as with their their what is it? The PS basically all the old PS. They have a list of twenty PS four games that do play on PS5 as a part of their subscription. I think PlayStation Now was essentially, if you think about it, the first iteration of Game Pass. But the problem with PlayStation Now is you weren't actually playing it on your... Con- it was it was kind of a weird server thing. Anyway, so I think their thing... Look, what Sony does good is first-party games. Their yeah. first-party games are solid. So don't you think if they threw that into a Game so Pass if they, thing, it would be super tempting to get... Like Probably, oh yeah, be, they, yeah. Would, they would. They would. Well, crush I mean, it. to be honest with you, and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's all old games. Who cares?" But when PS Five came out and they had that, uh, what I, I think, what's it called? It's not PlayStation. They called it something, but it's basically all the old games yeah. or the PlayStation Four games, like God of War, Spider Man. That's, that's PS Now. Yeah, yeah, and they all come up with you, like you know, they all come up to the PS Five with you. I think that was a great deal, especially for a launch of a console, because you have twenty backlog games right there, ready to play. Uh, while you're waiting for the new games to come out, but I do think I don't know. I think Sony will do something. They're not doing nothing. Let's no, yeah. let's be honest. They're not doing whether it's something like that or their own version to get people to come over. But I think his point is interesting, though. If you've ever if you've ever read the book, oh, 
what is the book? Console Wars? Console Wars, yeah. Console Wars really highlights this fact in that Sega was on top of the world at one point, and a few years later is is only a publisher in the hardware business, and, and that's really interesting that they can come out of nowhere. It could happen to Xbox. It could happen to Nintendo. Although Nintendo, I think, is the less likely, least likely for it to ever happen to. Dude, Nintendo um, is... But it could happen to any yeah. developer. You've got to stay on top of it, and that's the thing. Also, what came out this week in the Epic lawsuits is a bunch of documents just talking about, uh, you know, like Xbox not making money on har- hardware. Again, in console wars, everybody in the gaming industry knows that it's the software that you make money on. It's yeah. not the hardware. Well, and it's not just Xbox because it was actually a pretty big story. It's not just Xbox that doesn't make money. It's all of them that don't make money. Yeah. So because that was a big story. And that, that's what was it was a big story. But it was kind of like, well, we already know that they don't make money. You know, they, they make money, but they don't like, for example, when you're looking at articles, there's like financial analysis that send out predictions. So they're just predictions. They're not even like the the we don't even have the hard numbers we don't have hard numbers because they're not going to release those but it basically talked about how like for example ps4 made money but ps4 made i think it was like two point or it was like 4.8 billion dollars on software ps4 lost 1.4 billion on hardware altogether ps4 profited three point whatever billion dollars right you know so it's i mean i think they yeah it's i think they all lose money on hardware that's just the name of the game yeah you just want to lose as least money as possible. So, right? Super Shark's question: If you were in charge of of Sony and the Sony strategy to counter Game Pass, what would you do? I would buy everything that Game Pass doesn't have. Yeah, I would go. Your strength is going to be Japanese major titles. Final Fantasy Six. Square Enix. No Square Enix game should ever be on Game Pass if I'm PlayStation. I see, and that's what's now hard. as an Xbox fan, I'm loving this cozying up relationship. Uh, and I hope that it happens more with Xbox. I hope Xbox buys Square Enix. But if I'm PlayStation, the thing that you have over everybody, except for Nintendo, but the thing that you have in between the two, you know, versus Xbox is you are this Japanese publisher and you have access to these games and you have a leg up. I would make that the home of your game. I mean, your whatever subscription service i would go to a subscription service i do think that's the answer i mean they have people that are a lot more a lot smarter than me so maybe they have a different strategy in, in well look what look what sony's doing right now with resident evil 8 again these are rumors but i mean it's probably you know true is they signed a deal with capcom saying that resident evil 8 cannot be on any subscription service for at least a year yeah you know so obviously they're making moves that would to be the that first happening thing, yeah right? that'd be yeah. the first thing i do the next thing i would go and make square enix a sony first party studio See, and to, to be honest, that was a huge hit for me, although we might, we'll, we'll learn more later when it comes out. But the new Final Fantasy 16, which is made by, I think, one of the best directors out there, you know, uh, or not Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 16, because uh, it's basically being made by the guys that did Final Fantasy 14. Uh, it's exclusive on the console to PlayStation. Yeah. We don't know for how long, and we kind of know it's coming to PC, but we also kind of don't know. Yeah. Because remember, they were like, yeah, and also PC. Oh, wait, never mind. Forget that you saw that. And then Forget, we oh, close your eyes. Yeah, and then we never heard uh, anything. On yet, the so same it's... topic of what you would do on the count- to counter it, Cooper in chat says, hey, bros, what do you think of Sony trademark on Sunset Overdrive? They trademarked it this week. Oh, do you think they're going to bring out a Sunset Overdrive too? Yeah, it might just they be. They own Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah, because they, so Insomniac was still a independent studio when they made Sunset Overdrive, right? And then I mean, Sony it's bought a, them. It's a decent game. Yeah, I think it's an underrated game, really. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Spicy, Sony strategy. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm going to actually say exactly what you said. It's working. That's the thing. Microsoft strategy is working. Yeah. They have the first mover advantage. They put in all this work. What Sony has to do is match it. So they have to come out with their own subscription service, and they have to do it fast. And they have to put all their first-party titles onto it. Yeah, that's the key. If they don't move quick, that's this, this, this is moving down the... You know, this is a big boulder coming it's down the snowball. mountain. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. They're going to... The more Microsoft grabs these companies, grabs these first... You know, these, these exclusive games... It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Microsoft has to move, or Sony has to move quick. They have to have their own first party titles on a subscription service. And that's what I think the answer is. Yep. They well, have to move fast. If they move slow, they're going to be. So sad. I think what's hard is you become a victim of your own success because they're still leading at this point. But it's momentum. You There's know? a lot of momentum yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you might be too late to. It's going to be interesting to see how it how it goes. Maybe there'll be a new well, console wars book written on this that would be really I'm interesting sure to there read. Will, yeah. Yeah. And to Mark's point, uh, Xbox already grabbed EA Play. Rumor is they're trying to get the Ubisoft service as well. Yeah, this see, fall. So I mean, that's, that's a lot of games. They're removing all these players for Sony to catch up. <laughs> they're <laughs> playing true. the they're, game. They're yeah. living hitmen. Yeah, <laughs> they're take. They're they're literally moving pieces to their side of the board. And they have been for years. Well, and I shared with you guys a story, and this is anecdotal evidence, but my cousin, big PlayStation guy in England, big PlayStation, never, never Xbox. And he's getting an Xbox, a Series S, because Game Pass. Game yeah. Pass, Series S, that price point, I'm done. And he's like hesitating to pull the trigger because he's not an Xbox guy. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing with this, and it's not it's not just Game Pass, it's their entire strategy. Because I saw an article today, actually, when I was looking at FPS Boost, it said FB FPS Boost on these 74 games makes the price point of Series S an incredible deal. Yeah. Because now you're getting even higher frame rate games, and this is this isn't the, on the developer side. So let's take Battlefield Five. To my knowledge, Dice isn't coming in and doing this. This is all Microsoft brute force. Yeah, on their their engineers, <laughs> they're their, hacking it. Hackerman's getting I mean, involved. Sure, I'm sure they have to get. I'm sure they have to get permission some or whatever. But <laughs> no, from they my don't. <laughs> from my understanding, this is Microsoft coming in and doing this. So at three hundred dollars, you get a console with next gen hardware in it. Yeah. And you get all these new games that are now FPS boost. Insane. It's insane in the membrane. Name the band. Anybody? Cypress Hill. Come on. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, Cypress Hill. Is that it? Cypress Hill or Prodigy? Oh, that's Cypress Hill. Insane in the brain. Oh, that is. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, that's, that's Cypress Hill. Insane. Got no brain. I'm pretty sure it's Cypress Hill. Uh, Prodigy has slapped my... my my bitch up. That's the, <laughs> oh, of right course. Right? Yeah, I always get those confused. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I get them mixed up. It's Mint writes in. Thank you very much, Super Shark. It's Mint writes in and says, Hey, bros. Happy Friday. Are there any long lost game mechanics or features that could be brought back to games? Or do you have an idea for one that could be introduced? I'd like to see more games use voice commands in squad shooters instead of using the D-pad or to change inventory items so you don't have to take your fingers uh, off certain buttons in FPS games. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea because I never like to let my fingers leave the joysticks, especially yeah. when I'm in a intense situation. Yes. Which is why I love the back paddles on the Elite controllers and stuff. Didn't the Tom Clancy get Tom Clancy End War, I think it was, for the Xbox 360. Uh, SOCOM. I think they well. attempted to do this, 
And so I don't, I don't know if it worked really well or not. It's I mean, I think, well. I, think, I think technology at that point was probably a factor. But. Well, but even think now, I don't know that you could do voices because even think now with Alexa or with Siri or how how often it messes up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like technology built only to do that. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like with me, I'd be like, "Hey guys, go over there. What what are you doing? Uh, son of a, <laughs> you know." Go that way. No, because uh, in a game like Enlisted, I was playing that earlier this week. But And you can actually command your squad to do things. But like you said, it's all on the D-pad. So it's almost awkward in intense situations. But if you could do it with voice and it does work, it would be cool. Yeah. You'd actually cool. feel like a commander. Yeah, you'd be a commander. I, I still to this day think the bumpers, Apex's ping system, replaces all the need for voice action, voice acting. Yeah. Voice acting. Voice commands. Yeah, it it's it still does it the best, I think. Yeah, it's it's perfect because you hold it down and then you can quickly rotate the the circle over to defend here. You know, yeah. you can do it within seconds. It's genius. Yeah. And when games nobody like Road Company nobody, put it on the down on the D pad, yeah. that pisses me oh, off. No, the worst one on Road Company is melee is um, on the D pad. Yeah. What you can't click in? I feel well, like it's trendy no, I mean, to not no, put no, it no, on like, a bumper. But, like if you guys if you guys think about it. Rogue Company's control scheme makes sense, though. No, it doesn't. Like, no, no, for example, your grenade is on your left bumper. Bumpers are a good spot for grenades. Sure. Yeah, I right? don't mind that. Your P, your your um, your swapping left and right is on your other bumper, which fine. is also another, because it's all about convenience, right? Yeah, which, I'm fine with that. Because it, it's about which abilities, okay. which abilities are more usable and convenient at a higher percentage. So why is right? why is melee on Because melee you're going to use 20% of the time, switching your shoulder you're going to use 80% of the time. But melee but why not make melee a click? Click in. Because clicking is roll, which is great because you don't have to take Clicking's your things. Clicking is roll. Clicking oh, is B, B is roll. Yeah, clicking is crouch. What's the other click? B is roll in every game. Let, yeah. What's the other click? The other click doesn't exist. Sprint. It's sprint, yeah, which makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah so, I, no, I think their control scheme makes sense. I think yeah. in that game, it came down to what are players using for the majority of the time, right? Because you're, let's be honest, you're not gonna melee. You're, I think you're gonna melee less than fifteen percent of the time, but I, you're gonna switch shoulders. Be, but ninety percent no, no, no. of the time, no, it needs to be on right joystick. Click in. But then, melee. how do you crouch quickly? B. I would rather be able to crouch and turn at the same time than take my finger. Anytime I have to take my thumbs off the joysticks, ooh, it makes me nervous. No, B. You know? Especially you in a are, fight. You guys, I'll play it wrong. Southpaw. Yeah, I've yeah. been keeping my thumbs on joysticks <laughs> yeah, the claw. since 1998. <laughs> yeah. The claw and Southpaw showing you, David, how to set up your Elite Controller? Because I have my roll and jump underneath. So when I roll, no, I, I can, it there too. I yeah, can I roll there too. and turn my camera at yeah, such a I have it too. smooth I actually get, yeah, I actually arc. get kills with that yeah, because yeah. of that. That's what I'm saying. No, no. But Don't take your thumbs my off My problem the is melee still. I was killed by melee, and it's because I couldn't counter it, and it pissed me off. <laughs> I'm telling no, you, yeah, yeah. you would not be having this discussion if you were a southpaw <laughs> claw player like myself. Uh, I no, I, I agree with you. Melee is in a, it, like, the D-pad is a crappy spot. We'll be honest. No matter what controller you're on, the D-pad, that's why it's also, usually like Also, why does the D-pad still exist? Where it exists, why? This is my suggestion. Why not divide the D-pad into three? So it's up, right, and down, over by your thumb, and right next to your joystick, or maybe on this side of your joystick, it's up, left, and down. Well, then I have to take 
At this point, you're. I mean, if I was playing like you, no, guys, no, but it's all thumb travel. It's all. But that's the idea. It's you all don't travel. Want to take travel time, but you don't want to take. Well, I don't need to if I could just. Oop, oop, <laughs> but the oop, and then half oop. a second, I just headshot you. Well, you so I mean? no, the, the, so not me. You don't. Whatever <laughs> thumb it is, you don't want the. You want the looking thumb. Okay, you want the looking thumb to be able to access the D-pad because then you can D-pad while you're running forward with okay, the other okay. thumb. Okay, then what I'm saying is why not put it here, here, here. And Show here. the camera, show the camera. Okay, here we go. On I am, and, and for those of you listening, I'm looking at the left joystick, and on the left joystick, my suggestion is right next to it is oh. an up button and a down button and a right button, and on the other side... Same thing, up, down, left, and you can just. So you're saying about you want less at, travel time? Yeah, look at the travel time to get. Look at that. Even with my finger, it takes forever to go down to the D-pad. Whereas, whereas if I'm right here, it's just bloop. Yeah. Bloop. I think at that point bloop, it becomes a hardware bloop. issue of how much can you actually fit in that tiny spot up there. They can do whatever they want. They you know, it's technology. They right? put a man on the moon. We can't move our D-pad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can put a man on. The moon. <laughs> we should just get Dance actually, Dance Revolution maps actually, to play these games. I actually use that. I actually use that excuse all the time. <laughs> we can put a man on the moon, but we can't think of a better system we for this. Man, we can we can put a man on the moon, but we can't move the D-pad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to answer your original question, I think the reason it's down there is a because of percentage of use, right? Your you're more likely to use your grenade, so let's put that in an easier spot than well, you, you are to use your melee. Well, you still have this down here, but I just want just make adjustments up here. I, because D-pad is useful in like turn-based strategy games, or and fighting or platformers. Platform, because yeah. the ping is down there too. Now I know you rebound your ping to a bumper, didn't you? In, yeah, in Rogue Company. because I communicate with my team, <laughs> and I use the ping far more than anything yeah, yeah. else. Ping, yeah, my ping is on my bumper. Yeah. Too now as well, and yeah, it's because it's convenient, perfect. and I don't have to. I use it all the time. Yeah. Whereas I would never use it if it was on the D pad. But still, how often in that game do you? Th let's say the melee was on your left bumper. How often do you think you'd use the melee? A lot more well, than I do now. Yeah, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't use the melee because I have no idea where it is on the controller. It's right on the D pad. I mash all my buttons together to try to melee uh, when somebody pops around. Uh, I don't know how we got to that question uh, or that. No, no, it's point. it's Minsk question, old, right? Yeah, old features that you would bring to a new game, spicy. Any old features that you miss or that you think should come back from a from a game? Play testing. <laughs> play testing. No, they did not play test back in the early nineties. Uh, like in certain games, they, they what do. games are have given you problems? Um, what that, was the last? Cyberpunk was the last oh, big one. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that's a good. Yeah. That's a, okay. Uh, Making sure that the game releases comfortably and within parameters as far as playability on anything that you I would actually want. I mean, I don't buy physical copies anymore, but if I did, I would want legit manuals again. Yeah. yeah. And like maps and stuff. Yeah. Where manuals, they gave you like, yeah, manuals like they gave you cool. backstory yeah. and different stuff. Like the member, the big red dead map that you got. Yeah. And I love Skyrim. Why I think was one of the last ones that I got. Witcher was actually one of the last ones that I got, but. Yeah, well, the Red Dead one came with Bonnie. Yeah, the big I'll tell you what a, fe a feature that I want back that I think every game should have is the merging of a turn-based style in a real-time combat scenario in single-player games. Dragon Age Origins, the original Dragon Age. Well, uh, what you're saying is you just want the original uh, system of Dragon Age. Yeah, back, I which want I think that, is what we all I want. want. That back. We all want that. All, I'm just gonna say it. All us it's, pure. Dragon no, no, Age but players the thing is, is, it's not even. I don't understand it because it's it's a little complicated. No, no, this is what happened. But it's not not action packed. It's still action combat. 
while managing your team. This is what happened. <laughs> they came out with Dragon Age, and it was great. And then I think Mass Effect 3 came out around the same time, and they saw the su- success of that, and they said, hey, Mass Effect is a sci-fi third-person shooter. What if we made Dragon Age into a third-person shooter? And they basically did that. Yeah, with Sword, and they basically did that, and that's what sucked about no, because, Dragon yeah, Age. Yeah, what set Dragon and Age And that's what apart. sucked about Dragon Age 2. And that's like one of now, the last games that I stayed up to like and 3 see, in the morning And playing. see, this is, the problem when you, when you, this is the problem when you drastically change the core mechanic of a game. So now, Dragon Age 2, you have people that never played Dragon Age 1, and they just came in and played Dragon Age 2. And they like it. And they love that fast-style combat. So now you have two audiences. You have the purist audience, who wants Rename Dragon, it. You know, Dragon, the, Dragon the, Age? The, the correct audience. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> the correct <laughs> The correct audience <laughs> who wants Dragon And I, guys, I'm not against action combat. I think it works in certain games, but the original Dragon Age was perfect. Hey, let's pull up the original Dragon Age combat, just so that we can, <laughs> so, we could reminisce. Because maybe it sucks. We haven't played it in forever. But what I love... No, I played it on Steam a couple months ago. It's fantastic. And we talk about it all the time. It was this... Origin. You could... Your team was your team. Well, yeah, and Imagine... I think, oh, here we go. Could you do... PvP that way. Like, you have a team, I have a team, Spicy has a team. We well, go I think, head, we I go mean, head I th- to head. I think that introduces a whole new set of complications. Okay, yeah, I'm going to fast forward ahead and try but to find... Complications, that would be awesome. What I'm saying is, is when you drastically change a system like that, you then create two fan bases, right? The ones that want the new action system and the ones that want the old system. Because look, it is slower, it is more tab-targety. Yeah, no, but it's very, that's it what is, made it good. It's very tab targeting. That's what made it good. There's nothing wrong with tab targeting, and there's nothing wrong with action combat. There is a problem when you try and meld the two together. But look how good this game still looks, though. I was actually thinking that it doesn't yeah. look bad. It was a great game. Yeah, it is. This person's targeted. already this set up right his here, macros. Yeah, just just for the record, this right here. So see right there. Look at the wizard is is back behind. She's supporting. He's got that set that way. And then he can adjust. Morgan is that. This is he that can one. adjust yeah. how he wants to. Yeah, David yeah. dibbed her. Yeah, no. <laughs> so this this right here, if you've ever played Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Origins combat is a refined Knights of the Old Republic combat system. It, it really is, which I makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's, this, when I look at this style of combat, I think, oh man, this is what a Knights of the Old Republic remastered would okay, be like, right? Okay, but you right? can still, you can make it less tab targety. You could just no, take. See, see, not to, no, no. That's where you yeah. have problems. No, no, you're, no, no. you're leaning into the wrong no, 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 no. department. Yeah. Well, David. if we make it a little bit more casual, adjust the animations of your of your of your people. See, like this one doesn't look as tab targety. Look at that. Yeah, what? look, they're like moving. There we go. <laughs> Get on the move. Doesn't matter how they move it. It's still tab targeting, right? Well, I mean, and I don't think that this is not tab targeting, but it's a tab target. It's I'm very, impressed it's with like, this player. Whoever we're watching, they he, he must you know be at many, the end game. Yeah. Do you know how many times I press spacebar to pause and look around and like? Yeah, me too. I know because. He's not doing it, but you can go into a sky view yeah. and actually command your troops. I know. What he's done in the last 30 seconds takes me like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Now, the one thing that frustrated me about the sequels to Dragon Age, more so than the combat change, is the fact that they took away the amount of customization I can tell I can command my party to do. In Dragon Age Origins, you were allowed to tell your party, peel this character when he's under 20%. Heal me when he's under 10, when I'm under yeah, 10%, yeah, right? Yeah. In Dragon Age, was it three? Inquisition? They were, they only give you like two options. Like no, they, it's they, console they, versus PC, I believe. Uh, but, but it the is true, is, they gave you less. In, in Dragon Age Origins, on the console, I still had way more options you had, for my character. I think six macro steps, but, and on PC, it had 10. But within those macro steps, 
I could choose lots of other yeah, stuff. Still greater yeah. than this, or do yeah. you know? It was all these statements. It, it was great. You it was just an Excel it, what's sheet. so great is it's if then statements. Yeah. If this happens, then have this character do this exactly. And this guy obviously that we're watching spent like hours setting yeah, it up, and that's yeah. half the fun. Yeah, he's good. But this Dragon Age, I think, is just a pure role like RPG Dungeons and Dragons style game. Like yeah, it, it is good. to this day. I think this game. Well, Divinity Original Sin as well. But yeah, it's yeah. so good. I think Dragon Age Origins is, and I'm just going to say it. I know it's going to make a lot of people mad. I think by far is the best game in the Dragon Age series. I oh, yeah, I agree. I I played the first time I turned on two, and you get to the first fight, and I'm like all stoked and excited because I love Dragon Age. It felt nothing like Dragon Age, and I turned it off. Yeah, well, see, and that's Aww. the problem with number two. And then you have number three, which, again, not a bad game on its own, but they're trying to meld the two audiences together, and it would just been more effective if they went one way or the other. And in yeah. my opinion, they would should have went the purest way. It's meant. Dragon Age. Great question. The correct way. The correct way. Thank you very much for writing in. Appreciate yeah, we it. Went, we went sideways on that question. Reactor League writes in. It says, Ola, bros. So wondering your opinion on this. <laughs> Olo? <laughs> Ola. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Olo, bros. Should or could you see a time where Microsoft makes their PC Game Pass titles part of xCloud as well as console games? Obviously a different setup, but it's something that if done would really separate them from the pack, in my humble opinion. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I agree too. I think yeah. that that's kind of where we're at. I think Microsoft is being so aggressive. I think Microsoft is playing for all the marbles. What well, isn't, uh, isn't the beta versions of like the desktop xCloud stuff aren't they working on like using xCloud on your desktop yeah yeah, yeah. so as soon as it gets there it makes it a lot easier yeah, for them to drop I think, PC yeah, I think that that will probably you would just have to say this is only playable on PC yeah or, or something I don't know I think it's only a matter of time yeah I, think, I agree with that before they take over the world yeah <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna turn. You guys are watching. Well, this I really want to go play this game. Really and I'm gonna it. turn that off so you guys focus on what we're doing here. Hopefully, this is one of the games that uh, <laughs> you guys just stop and just watch. I hope this game benefits from F- SPF boost. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. Great question, Reactor League. Thank you very much. Speaking of all the marbles, do you remember when you would play marbles? It would be like Marble Week at school. Did you guys have that? We had that Marble Week in no, elementary I played, school. I played Magic. Oh, I played a real man. Anyway, Marble Mat Marble Marble Madness. I remember that game. And you would like Marble Madness. But anyways, in my school. You would play for you play for keeps when you played marbles. You played for pink slips, huh? Yeah, and when you lost your first like boulder, <laughs> I remember like almost crying. The world used to be a. That was that's when, when my, you realized the world sucked. That was when my innocence was robbed from me in fourth grade marble week. No, it was see, it wasn't marbles. It was pogs with me. Same and you had thing. The, and it's it's like you're in a you're in a friendly game, and then somebody pulls out. The, the, what the is big not a, old, like, no. some dad slammer. made it. What yeah. is not a slammer. That's it's not your, regulation your slammer dad's size. like, military coin. Yeah. And, and then you're just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't best. a regulation game. And smack, they take all your pogs, and you just walk home in sadness and depression. Yeah, and then, then yeah, you realize. See, adults, that would never happen with adults, because they'd be like, you can't play that. Can't, no, can't do that. but with kids, you that's PC gaming that. in a nutshell. Everybody like that has a ten thousand dollar rig is destroying <laughs> the five hundred dollar rig. So the kid with the slammer is a PC master racer. Yes, he is. Of course, he is. He's got the big old thing that costs his dad ten bucks. Whereas our pog slammer was only like a fifty cent one we got the from the pa- card shop. The paper one we got from the cereal box. Yeah, like we had to punch out ourselves from yeah. the cardboard. That's when we realized life wasn't fair. 
<laughs> you have to ask for the official pog seal yeah. on it. It needs to be an yeah. official. But see, we're... We played in the streets, man. It all was pogs, like all pogs were. It was it's like a Ponzi scheme for kids. <laughs> totally, isn't that what is. all trading card games are? No, but trading card games make hide it really well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they they hide it. They they balance it behind your debit card. I mean, even Hearthstone isn't Hearthstone just a Ponzi scheme? Uh, you gotta yes. buy more cards to win. <laughs> yes, and and then they step on your balls. <laughs> Every time you try uh, to do it. And that. I can't stop playing I love, and I love that yeah, game. Who does? Who, who has the best battle pass to date? Uh, Fortnite's definitely in the running. Yeah. Is there anyone unquestionable? And as far as like who does it best, I mean like the value. Hearthstone's definitely not in the running. <laughs> <laughs> They're bottom Val- 10. Value, carrot on a stick. Yeah, I would say Fortnite. Even though I haven't played it in a long time. And Fortnite has so many different currencies and so many different events they make and ways it, to things that you can get stuff. The thing is, they make it worth the battle pass. Like Hearthstone, it's only worth it for XP gain because they give you the per- percent gain. And and even Rogue Company. Rogue Company's battle pass sucks. I'm just going to say it. There's just, there's just not a lot of good st- exclusive stuff on it. Yeah. The better that, stuff is in the shop. And all I want, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the better stuff in the shop. You should. I I understand that. Just add more just cool take, stuff to the battle just pass. Just take three or four of those items and throw them in. Like, you know how many backpack flyers I want to buy every single day on that in that See, shop. that's they should put, put one of those on I, the battle pass. I agree with you there because uh, the, let's be honest, the season one battle pass was probably like three items that I really wanted. Yeah, the but, end item is cool. That scorch out. Yeah, and then I think sweet. the money skin is really cool. Yeah, but you, I agree. They should put more jetpacks. Yeah, in because first of all, and I feel like I'm the fl- only one flying around with like colored jetpacks. Yeah, well, like, you have the American flag one, yeah. and that I want to salute every time I fly yeah. behind you. Uh, no, and then I have the other one from the arms event, the 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 blue one. Yeah, what their battle pass is filled with is freaking titles and uh, frames Which or whatever. Have Which, their place, no. but I think are less important than dances, yeah. emotes. I don't. And, ca- that's they character their, skins are the number one. They have their place in the battle pass in levels one through ten. Agreed. After level ten, I, I don't think, want a freaking title. It, so it's it's a it's a fifty it's a fifty battle pass thing <laughs> system. I think every ten to fifteen levels, you should get a character skin. I would also say and an emote because emotes are the best. Dude, so every ten are. to fifteen and their levels, emotes are really good too. Yeah, because if you do every ten levels, that's about what well, that's five new character skins. I, you could do every ten level with character skins. And see what sucks is the sprays. Yeah, those are yeah, those have been uh, terrible they, and everything. Yeah, yeah but and, you have to have the crap to get the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, you no, have again, to. Sprays, like the Mozambique sprays. Yeah. You need See, to have the yeah. worst gun to have the sprays, best sprays. Titles. Like, how often do you look at a dude and you're like, look at his title? I don't care. What I'm looking at is, whoa, look at that emote that he just did. Look yeah. at look at the color smoke. And you that's just have to laugh every time Jordan pulls out a saxophone, saxophone yeah. which he paid for in the store. Which just take that and throw it in the battle pass. Just but, one. I'm not asking for everything. Yeah, but Fortnite. Mark, you're right. Fortnite. I think does it best. How does Call of Duty do? See, I don't play Call of Duty. They do. The Call of Duty, it's all about gun um, loadout skin things. Yeah, yeah. and like blueprints. Skins but do they blueprints. do a good job? 
Yeah. Mm, it's okay. It's basically... There's, there's, there's like a few cool things in each battle It kind of has but. that pay-to-win feel a little bit, but, <laughs> but that's what... But it's want. on the line. So but it's, it's right yeah. on the... Apex? How's, a, how's Apex battle? Okay. Apex is decent, if but for, it's not... Fortnite, I mean, there's a lot of fluff. If Fortnite for value does the best, who's in second? Um... Yeah, Ooh. look, the fact that, look, we can't think. The problem is, is there's a lot, this is what battle passes do. I think Apex, a, although they do have some good stuff, they fall into this category depending on the season, right? Uh, Vigor, I think, does this too. Rogue Company does this. There's a lot of fluff. Like, 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 like the first, there's, Sea of Thieves, I think, is actually a lot of fluff too. There's basically a lot of crap before you get something good. Whereas Fortnite... It's like every three you get something that's like, oh, okay. It's like worth it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, oh, a new pickaxe or, oh, a new yeah. emote or, oh, a new, right. you know. And it may not be the, like, the, they still have the really cool stuff in the store, but it's still something decent that you would use. Diabolic Jester says Destiny has a decent paid slash free season pass as well. Yeah, because you get the, like, the seasonal skins for it. See, Destiny also has sex appeal, so. Yeah. That's an easy battle. Super Sucker says, do. isn't COD first person? It yeah, is, so they do but that's why I say it's like on the line of pay to win because you can get blueprints and the blueprints. What when you're in Warzone, when you get to a crate, you can use your blueprints to make the perfect weapon. <laughs> essentially, you can it's, use your blueprint. It's, on the line. They're it's like the line. it's like hugging that line. <laughs> well, it's like line. it's like Genshin yeah. Impact. It's friendly. It's player friendly pay to win. <laughs> it makes you feel good. Yeah, That's and you're like, your money. It's well, just, you're like, it's you, just off the road enough to not get you know people pissed off, but yeah. it's still there. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, I know. I, okay, people okay. are paying for okay, blueprints. Okay, who does the worst battle pass? I, I, Hearthstone. I have, I have. Yeah, there's well, the, Overwatch because they don't even do it. I would say yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Okay, yeah, theirs is pretty terrible. Yeah, theirs is terrible. <laughs> but theirs is terrible because theirs is not a battle pass. Because they're doing they're like, doing pay to like win Mark, and calling it battle no, pass. No, like, pay to play. I'm calling it a battle pass. Yes, yeah, so because the idea of a battle pass is it's the option to buy it, but you can still access all of the same content. That's not the case in Red Dead Redemption. Well, in Red Dead Redemption, it's basically like like if you like for example, like. Uh, <laughs> That's this is the free. This is Hearthstone. That's yeah. the free. This is the paid. Okay, so let's just go back. Okay, we get one thing. There's like nothing on the paid. Yeah, there's nothing. Like it's it's bad. Yeah, all the XP boosts are on the paid. That's what. Yeah, it's but your odds all your pay. Okay, theirs is pretty bad. Pretty <laughs> yeah, bad you pretty just bad. you just don't get stuff. Well, and what ma- what makes theirs bad is they replaced the old system that was better. And gave us that, yeah. which Let's, again, season two is better, but it's still yeah. yeah anyway. I'll show. I'll show. No, so okay. the problem with Red Dead Redemption is let, let's take okay. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. let's take Rogue Company. Rogue Company has a lot of like it's the first battle pass, so I usually give them leniency. I'm gonna go because right? it's their first time. If they can see it, keep keep talking. Girl. But uh, but Rogue Company at least at the end of the battle pass, it gives you a really cool Nothing. skin. So they're like, yeah, we're giving you a lot of fluff, but you get something cool if you finish it. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, and I love that game, minus the online stuff. They come out and they say, hey, we're just going to make you pay a lot of money for this battle pass and just give you straight crap the entire time. 
and you guys are going to buy you it. Grind for that. Yeah, crap. and then you're going to grind for that crap. Uh, and we don't care. Super Shocker leaves a super chat, and he says most battle passes items are like the toys at a parking lot carnival. It takes a lot to get that big bear. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's it's true. true. Well said. I think, well said. I think the problem with like Call of Duty and Apex's battle passes, and I think Fortnite does this too, is I don't like the hundred tier battle passes. I think fifty. I think fifty yeah. is a good number. And you know what's funny is you can just take the same amount of experience it takes you to get a hundred and just put it in fifty levels, and then. So it, ta- it theoretically takes the same amount of time, but like mentally, I think, oh, it's only 50 instead of 100. And the other thing you can do if you take it down from 100 to 50 is you can get rid of 50 levels of crap, which is sprays, yeah. and condense it down to 50. Help out your design team. What? You could help. They could help out their design team to not have to design the sprays. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that frustrates me about Overwatch is <laughs> like I, I, I get someone worked on the spray and it's artwork and all that's that's great but the sprays are so stupid like they're just they're if the spray was an nft you'd care <laughs> no i wouldn't that, that's the solution overwatch needs to go to an nft yeah, all their sprays need to go to <laughs> nfts then it, like sprays are like oh haha that was funny i'm glad i opened a box and got four of the exact same one let's get out of here with yet. one with our last question <laughs> comes in from jay Carell. this one's from mr mcspicy oh he uh, wants to know Spicy's opinion on the new Van Weezer album. He says, I love old school rock, and I think they did a great job with it. Spicy. Yeah, this is going to be real super embarrassing. I have been saving myself to listen to this album this weekend. His I is. have been. No spoilers. Yeah, no, spo- no spoilers on this album. <laughs> oh, well, Jay- I have been waiting for Van Weezer to come out for two years because it was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened and COVID. did it. Yeah, it's it's taken a long time. And they teased me with one of their, they came out with a single, right? And it's so good. And so to answer his question, I cannot wait to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Did you get any Weezer NFTs? I no, they two. were all sold out. I got two. Jordan called me and he's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> I got some. <laughs> like, how did you get them? They're all sold out. Oh, uh, well, our, Jay, Jay Carell, remind dark, us. The dark web. Yeah, next week I will remind tell you my opinion. ask that question next week. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us. E3 is close. We're going to do, uh, when is E3? What's the what's June. The date? Yeah, so we've got a couple weeks and we'll do our E3 predictions and then stuff will fire up again. Oh, I got to say, no. this was episode 360. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I just want to say how cool that was. Like... Like the, the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. And like 360. You know, yeah. I guess I like it wasn't it. that cool. No, that's cool. You know what? Make it awkward. I'm David. just going to make your. I'm tired. My mind is not working. <laughs> I'll throw on that outro music. How does that sound? That's what I was waiting for. Okay. And then I'll continue. Thanks, everybody, no, for guys. joining the show. <laughs> thank you very much for being here. Thank you. you. Just, David's executable just crashed again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to go leave a review over on Apple iTunes. Go leave a review over on Spotify. Have a great week. Enjoy gaming. Be positive. We'll see you guys next week.